You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everybody. We are super, super sorry. Me, my co-host, Cody Davis, who's on the left of me that we've been uh, absent the last couple of days. Yeah, we had a lot of technical difficulties, guys. But some of you guys were complaining about our sound quality. So let us know if we sound better, because I feel like we do. We got new mics. We got new software. Got you know, studio Exactly. Update. We just got everything updated for you guys. So please let us know how you like the new sound setup. New, new, new. And this is the new episode of Locked On Texas on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find this on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Megaphone, Stitcher, and Spotify. And you will be able to find this on YouCanArguThatSports.com. Cody, yeah, so much we have to catch up on. First and foremost, congratulations to Andre Howe, who retired. A little earlier, he said that mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with his previous condition of leukemia. Uh, I know he battled that last season. He came back healthy. Everybody thought he would be ready to go for the upcoming season. He was healthy. Body was good. He said he felt great. Had nothing to do with the, the treatment of, or uh, no, no, no cancer coming back, no leukemia. Just... Called it a game. So uh, congratulations to him going out the way that he wanted to. Um, there's a lot going on. We know the draft is getting ready. We have to discuss things in the future. The The coaches meeting mm-hmm. was last week, the week before last. We, we spoke on it a little bit with Bill O'Brien, uh, but Janice McNair, she showed her face along with the other 10 women, female owners. Uh, in the NFL. Made some really good points, by the way, as well. Yes, man. Listen, Janice says, just because Bob is gone, that it's not going to change anything about the franchise. You know, she says, winning is still number one. We, we've seen Houston win the championship 20-plus years ago. We know the Astros just got one a couple years ago. Houston, the Texans are next in line to fulfill that that trifecta, <laughs> that is a goal of hers and also making sure that they stay very involved in the community. I don't know if you've been there, Cody, or if you guys listening that ever been to the YMCA on uh, MLK and Scott, I'm sorry, MLK and Griggs, mm-hmm. amazing YMCA that the Texas got built uh, a few years back. Amazing staff. I've been there I don't know how many times. Uh, so that's one thing Bob McNair was always huge on, yeah. is making sure he's giving back to the community, despite all of the uh, other things that may have came with him controversially uh, towards the end of his um, living life. You know, his spirit is still around. We know that with the Houston, Texas. But uh, rumors, rumors, rumors. We still don't know what's going on with Jadavian. Will he get the contract he wants? Will he sign that franchise tag? Will he be traded? Will the Texans look to pair him with a trade? So this week upcoming is going to be huge. We did the mock draft for the Locked On Podcast Network. We came in at 23rd. You know, we drafted Dalton Reisner. Mm-hmm. Couldn't trade up at 17. Jonah Williams, Taiwan Taylor, uh, and Andre Diller was also off the board by the time we were able to draft. So we can't wait for that Locked On Podcast to drop. When we come back, we're going to take a quick break. 
and then we can get into what we're here for today. We're not even going to give you guys a preview. Just please keep your ears open. Listen to us today. I am so happy to be back with you guys, Cody. Oh yeah, I'm I'm extremely excited to be happy, especially with this new update. I, I love this. New I studio. love this new uh, this, this new studio, the new update, just everything, just just new, 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 new. This is a new week, new Locked On Texas podcast, and when we come back, a new topic to discuss. Locked On Texas podcast, boys on parade with a party twist. Let's go, guys. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Boy, I tell you, the arguments that me and John have off air. Can get real intense in time. Really crazy. Half real, time, real they're intense. They're not even about football. Sometimes. Yeah, it, like we argue about any and everything. Like John, I love you. You my boy, but I just don't understand why we together half the time. I don't either. Uh, apparently, I didn't understand. Well, Afro Blue didn't understand why him and the Texans were not together anymore because <laughs> he signed a one year deal to go to Jacksonville. Went to the in in division rival. That's kind of weird, but. Now that leaves the Texans in, in a place where they have to fill a void, right? Mm-hmm. Now we know Lamar Miller, uh, he had a better year than the year he had previously. Last year he had a decent season, almost rushed for 1,000 after starting off slow. And, of course, we know how that line was banged up, switching around everywhere. It was no consistency. Uh, then we also know Foreman, my guy at UT, he's coming back, battling injury. He only played a couple games last season. And he's been battling an injury a lot since he came into the league. But we've known Blue to be that guy. He's consistent. I think he's fourth all-time in the Texans uh, rushing record. Yeah. Um. So he's a guy that's been there. We know you. Okay, we have Blue, but he's gone now. This puts the Texans in a place where they have to fill a void. Now, we know a lot of rumors and everything have been circulating around who? Uh, Duke Johnson. Yep. The Texans have had some workouts with other players, which we'll talk about coming into the draft. Maybe catch a undrafted or maybe catch one uh, super late in the draft. Not sure yet. But the Texans have had some rumors dealing with Duke Johnson. The only reason why, Duke Johnson wants out of Cleveland. They brought in Kareem Hunt. They have Nick Chubb. He wants to be a guy. He's played with almost five coaches and four coaches in five years. He wants some more stability. Bill O'Brien just signed an extension. He's going to be in Houston for a while. Mm -hmm. You want to be in a place where you can truly, truly succeed. Why not Houston? I think it'll be a good fit. You really think Duke Johnson will be a good fit? I definitely think Duke Johnson will be a good fit. Duke Johnson, uh, to me, he wants out of Cleveland only because they got Kareem Hunt, and now you, you saw last year what Nick Chubb can do. We he, saw a glimpse of it yesterday. He did. doesn't want to be the third wheel. And if he come to Houston, he's going to be in the same exact position that he's in Cleveland right now. He's going to be the third wheel. We already know what to expect from Lamar Miller. And, yeah, Dante Foreman, he is coming off of injuries. But at the same time, I think his ceiling is a lot higher than Duke Johnson. Well, here's, here's my thing, everybody, about depth chart positioning when we think about what Duke Johnson is going to be if he comes to Houston or not. We don't know what Foreman is going to be able to do, right? Johnson is still a young back. Foreman is also a young back. My concern is with Lamar Miller. The line as of right now has not been addressed as we would like it to be, so there's no reason to believe there's going to be a huge improvement just yet. Like we just discussed in our pregame before we started this segment, I have to see it first to believe it, right? Mm-hmm. So with the running back decline naturally happening in any in any age, once you get over to a certain point, unless you're Adrian Peterson who just continues to defeat 
uh, Father Tom, it's going to happen. Bringing in Duke Johnson will give you a younger back who you can rely on. And why can you rely on him? Well, we need a different element out the backfield. What element am I talking about? Last two years, last three years, rather, Alfred Blue, backup running back. He had 20 catches in 18, 17 in 2017. I'm sorry, 7 in 2017, 12 in 2016 catches out the backfield. Mm-hmm. Receptions. Lamar Miller, last year, 25 receptions. The year before that, 36. The year before that, 31. His biggest year was in Miami for 47, but he was, he's not with the Texans then. So I'm not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the last three seasons you were with the Texans. Now, look at what Duke Johnson brings. 47 last year. The year before that, you would have thought he was a receiver. He had 74 catches. And the year before that, 53. That's why I like Duke Johnson with Houston. You you match that with DeAndre Hopkins. We know he's a stud. You get a healthy Fuller who's on track right now to be ready and going for camp. And the key key. Add that element to the offense where you can mix it up. I think that'll be dangerous. I kind of feel like it's hard for you to compare what Duke Johnson did, you know, basically as a receiver in Cleveland versus the potential that he could do in Houston. First of all, now, correct me if I'm wrong. The last two years, just like you said, 74 receptions and 47 last year. Other than Jarvis Landry, who in the heck did Cleveland quarterback had to throw to? Baker had Ninjuku to throw to. They also had Higgins. They also had Callaway. But are those names better than Hopkins and a healthy Fuller? No. Is my point exactly. So, at the end of the day, it's kind of still like a judgment on what Duke Johnson can do. I don't think it's a good fit. Last year on 40 attempts, you ran for 201 yards. You didn't score a nail touchdown. You got five yards per carry. So, it's, do you it's agree just, the Texans need a third running back? I do agree that the Texans need a third running back, but I don't agree that it's Duke Johnson. And once again, not only has, has he proven to me that he's not the player that can get it done, he's also... Well, he can get it done. He's just a We third, don't know that. He's just a third back right now. But do, would you agree that but the injuries for Foreman, who we've seen Foreman a couple times, he's not, he's not available a lot. You're right, but... At the end of the day, Duke Johnson doesn't want to be the third wheel in Cleveland. So if he comes to Houston, he's still going to be the third wheel. I don't think that's just set in stone. I think Duke Johnson can definitely fight for the second, if not second. We still don't know what's going to go with Lamar Miller. He is getting up there in age. Mm -hmm. Duke and Deontay are not just yet. So I would like that. The reason that it will be a little tricky for the Browns and the Texans or the Browns for anybody for that matter to make that trade. Well, the Browns will owe Johnson $2.25 million this year against the cap and dead money. So that's just money. They can't, it's just sitting there. It's, it's no use. He has that. If the Texans would make a trade, were to make a trade for Duke Johnson, then they would owe him the following years. 1.8 next year, 3.6 the following year, $4.6 million over the next couple seasons. That is my concern. If you bring him in for that amount of money, then what you would tell me is, well, we're not going to bring you in for a third backup running back. We're going to make sure that you get the carries if we're going to pay you that much money over the next following season. That's that's too much of a hassle to me. I'm sorry. I, I, mean, I would uh, like for that to be explored. I mean, you take a look at his best year, which was his rookie year, I believe, in 2015. He, on 104 attempts, he ran for 379 yards, and he still didn't score no touchdown. 
3.6 carries per per yard. New scenery maybe could help. A new scenery maybe could help. Well, you know what could help maybe? Maybe a kid from the hometown. What about that? What you think about a kid from the hometown yeah. that's about to Texas? And you can get a full little cheek now because mm-hmm. of this past. When we come back, who are we talking about? We actually have a couple of a couple of options, but we're going to dive into that next. We are the Bulls on Parade with a party twist. We'll be back shortly. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. John, I don't know if you know, but this weekend the NBA playoffs starts. Shout out to our hometown Houston Rockets. Please take it all the way. James Harden please, for MVP. Please, I'm beg- I'm begging you. Houston Rockets. I've been on my on this earth for a very long time. Mm-hmm. The last time a championship was won, I still was winning either pull-ups or just getting to some tidy whites. I really need to see this championship won for the city. I'm not going to work the next day. <laughs> I'm going to celebrate with my team. And James Harden is the most valuable player in the NBA today. And I'm going to hang out with And I'm going to hang out with Ben. Ben Du Bois. Um he's the host of Locked On Rockets. He does an awesome job. Um please check out his stuff. I'm a huge fan. So um so yeah, so with that being said, back to the Houston Texans. Yes, yes, yes. And with, you know, shout out to Ben Du Bois. You can find him on Locked On Rockets. Locked on Rockets on Twitter and Facebook page. We did hint at the Rockets looking, I'm not sorry, the Texans. Another Houston team, not the Rockets, but the Texans looking at some hometown help at their running back position that they have to address, right? Mm-hmm. Two names have popped up. The first name, Lexington Thomas out of UNLV. Uh, he participated in one of the local pro days uh, for the Texans, mm-hmm. ran a 4-2-9. Dang. 4-2-9. Blazing. <laughs> He's he, he you know the Texans are looking at him and just to give you guys a quick background on uh, Lexington Thomas out of UNLV when he when I say hometown he is from Houston played at Aldine the Aldine area went to UNLV he's five nine one hundred and seventy pounds senior this year out of Davis High School in his last season which is this prior season rushed for over twelve hundred yards. And he also passed Tim Cornette, the running back from 2010-2013 uh, in school. The school's rushing record, despite only starting 20 games. So, he can run. Mm-hmm. He can run fast. <laughs> and he can run through and get some records. Yeah. So, we, we actually, I think we're trying to set up to dis- speak with him soon about what's going on with the draft. That speed, I think, will push him up from undrafted to a very late round pick. I only see him going up to the seventh round, but that'll be a great round to steal speed like that. You'll bring him in, um, or even if you get him undrafted, you'll be able to bring him in. He can be a third, fourth string on your team and see what he can do. Um, now, Cody, another guy, I've watched this guy play. Had one big breakout season, mm-hmm. battled some injuries. Who am I talking about? Rodney Anderson. Out of OU. OU. So, wait, just because he's from OU, you already know automatically he's good. <laughs> like, they... Unless you're an offensive lineman. Oh! Wow. But OU has some good offensive linemen. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> they actually do have some good offensive linemen. That was just a little a beef. But Rodney Anderson is from the, from the city, too. Mm-hmm. From Katy. He's from Katy. From Katy, so... He's a guy, what was his best year? It was uh, 2017, 
2017 campaign, that's when he was with Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. That's when they had that explosive offense with Baker Mayfield. That's when Baker won the Heisman. But I don't want to make this about Baker. I'm just letting you guys, setting you guys up <laughs> for what Rodney Anderson was able to do that season with Baker Mayfield and the Sooners. And you're right. That year was his best year. John, just take a listen to this. In 2017, this man ran for 1,161 yards for 188 attempts, 13 touchdowns. Now, here's the thing about those 13 touchdowns. I think he added on maybe five or six receiving touchdowns. Yeah, and then you add in the five that for, for the receptions, and that's an additional 281 yards. This guy is pretty nice. The thing about that, Rodney Anderson has talent to do more. Mm-hmm. You play at OU with Baker Mayfield, and Hollywood was there. D.D. Westbrook was there. You're playing with other, other guys. We know how they like to spread their ball out and get everybody involved. Uh, was held him back? Injuries. He's missed some games in college. He's missed time last year, missed the majority of the season. I think he only played a couple games, got hurt against UCLA, missed some games before the 2017 season in 2016. So he's a guy that's been battling injuries for a while now, but it's not like the talent isn't there. It's not like we haven't seen what your potential can do on the field before when you're healthy. I think the Texans, he was also invited to the Texans Mm -hmm. as well for a, a, a pro day, so local pro day. And it wasn't official, so he can still meet with other the other 30 teams and won't have a, a cap on that for meeting with the Texans. I just think we know, hey, the Texans got to look at another option right now for running back. Yeah, and me personally, I feel like because he had this knee injury that caused him his 2018 season, he's going to be there come, I would like to say, the fifth or the sixth round because a lot of people might not want to take a chance on Anderson just because of his injury history. So if he's there, if you're Houston, why not take him? Why, why, not? why, why not? He's a what do you back. have to lose? He's a running back that benched 225, 25 times at the, at the NFL scout combine. Back to our last conversation in the previous segment, Rodney Anderson's ceiling is a lot higher than Duke Johnson's. If I'm the Texans, hey, I'd take a chance on Anderson without the, a doubt. The biggest thing here with the Texans, with anybody evaluating the draft and evaluating players and evaluating players with injuries, you have to make sure that you're willing to ride on that decision you made. Prime example, Dallas drafted Jalen Smith from Notre Dame a couple years ago after that horrific leg injury. Now look at what Jalen Smith is able to do for the Dallas Cowboys. They were able to stand on that decision. So when you bring in a guy like Rodney Anderson, hometown kid, we're showing hometown love right now. <laughs> hometown kid, you got to be able to ride on that. I definitely think he's going to be there in the later round picks. Um, why not take a chance? As, as long as you address issues and concerns of your team right now, because running back isn't necessarily one of them, but as long as you can take care of those couple linemen, quarterback, then you'll be all right. Before we get out of here, I just want to say this. Rodney Anderson was on the verge for a career year last year. Um, he only played in two games, but in those two games, he ran for 119 yards, three touchdowns. Wouldn't be mad at Rodney Anderson, and we would not be mad at you guys. Whenever you're in your car, on the way to work, on the way to the car wash, on the way to pick up the kids, no matter where you're at, smart devices are everywhere. Just tell your smart device, hey, play Locked On Texans. Play Locked On Texans podcast. We're on the podcast network. Where can you find us? 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, Spotify, and now you can argue that sports.com. Again, that's you can argue that sports.com. As always, we're the Bulls on Parade with a party twist. I am John, some sports guy Hickman, and my boy, Cody Davis. And we'll be back again with another EP. Hopefully, we match everything that you guys need to start off the week. Peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.